this episode, we are talking about using your inner senses or your psychic senses, known as the clairs, alongside your outer senses and how these two things can really work together to be incredibly beneficial. We give you some real life examples. We also discuss why your clairs are so mistrusted, why you've been taught to mistrust them, and also point out how easily tricked your outer senses are. And I include some really cool examples and illusions just to illustrate that point. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. All right, Jamie, so this is our last episode about the Claire's. Let's talk about maybe how you could use them in real life in conjunction with your other senses um, and why you really need to. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think we need to have a balance of using our outer and inner senses. I don't think you should not use your outer senses. Use use away. Yeah. Um, but your outer senses are easily tricked. Oh right. my God, so easy to trick. Like basically anybody who's a magician makes a living at tricking your outer senses. And it's, there's so many ways. So in our show notes, I'm going to put, a bunch of different examples of how easily tricked your, (laughs) your outer senses are. Um, and that's embodylove.me slash intuitive girls, where you can find all of that info. But Jamie, I've sent you a couple to look at. So, um, I just want to, I just want to show you this. So the Zollner illusion is one of my favorite ones to show you some trickery. So, um, this will be up on the show notes again, but what it is, is, (laughs) Jamie, why don't you describe what you're seeing so I don't give it away because you don't know what the trick is in here. So tell me what you're looking at. Well, I have a feeling I know what the trick is, but I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> tell you what I see. <laughs> Essentially, it's like this. It's a the image has a white background and it has black lines running from sort of diagonally across from the left to the right. And then each of those lines has slashes going through the whole thing. So it's. um there's they almost to me they look kind of like sideways train tracks. Yes. Okay. And, and they look wonky. They don't look like they're in alignment. Yes. So you're seeing the trick. Your your little intuitive self is sensing it before I can even get to it because that's how strong inner senses are. Opposed to- <laughs> you're going to say that they're that they're like equidistant and in the same, but they don't look that way. Yes. Exactly. So the question here is: Are the lines the long lines that you're looking at running parallel to each other. So spoiler alert, they are okay. But the addition of those little small, like shorter lines to them trick your brain. They trick your eye into making them not look parallel. So in the show, I will, I will give you the same picture without the squiggly lines next to it. So you can see that they're actually all parallel. Okay. Because the slashes go in opposite directions, they, it, it changes one line goes to the left, one goes to the right. So it makes your brain, and they almost, when you look at it, it almost looks like they're moving a little bit. Exactly. It tricks your brain sort of in a similar fashion to, now, if you are a kid like Jamie and I, who were born in the 80s, you grew up in the 90s, you're going to know what we were talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Remember when you'd go to the mall and you had to stare at that picture oh. to see the picture behind it? The dolphins. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and people would stare forever and not be able to see it. And then finally they could see it. And there's always that person in your family who couldn't, someone who could see it quick. That is all using these kinds of illusions to hide a picture. And then you have to sort of shift your gaze to see it. Very similar. Right. Okay. The other one that I have for you is called the Pogendorf illusion. So Jamie, will you explain what you're seeing on this one? So this is a rectangular shape. The outline of the image is a rectangle and it's, I think it's like a pale yellow. And then right through the middle is a gray, thin rectangle. And then it looks like on the left side of the rectangle, there's like a black line going through the upper left-hand side of it. And then coming out the bottom right-hand side is a blue line and a red line. Okay. Perfect. Excellent explanation. Again, this will be up in the show notes and slash intuitive girls. You can stare at it too. So the illusion here, what you're going to ask people is the black line that you're seeing, is that continued with the blue line or the red line? Uh, blue. Okay. So that's wrong. It's continued with the red line. Okay. Yeah. And I know <laughs> I will put in the show notes. I didn't give Jamie the answer key because I didn't want her to accidentally look at it. Um, but when I, I will show you that they make the rectangle clear and you can see that it's a continuation of the red line. So in Jamie's description, there's that black line that comes from like the top left down through the rectangle and the rectangle solid. So you don't see through it. And then on the bottom, on the other side is the blue and the red line. The blue line is up higher, so it looks like the black line is continued by the blue, right? It really does. It's actually continued by the red, and it's just, it's your brain is just guessing as to what's connected and then making it look that way to you. That one really threw me. The brain loves to tell a story, you know. And it also, it also loves to simplify the story. Right. So it will always pick the simplest explanation Right. So you can't right. always trust these outer senses. That's why humans I have really bad um, like witnesses when it yeah. comes to police investigations, because they they fill in the gaps. The brain fills in the gap and you don't know you're doing it. Exactly. Exactly right. I want to mention this other experiment and I'll link the video to um, it shows a bunch of experiments. But this one in particular, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, so I wanted to tell you about this one. I'll tell you about two of them. So one of them is this experiment where you put your sit, you sit like in front of a divider. OK, so there's a table in front of you you're in a chair and there's a divider and you place you, you place your left hand in your own view and then your right hand goes on the other side of the divider. So you can't see your right hand anymore. OK, so the divider's here and you can't look at your right hand. Okay. They place a fake hand where your right hand would be if it was on the side of the divider. OK, okay. and then they put a like a, a covering over it. So you're kind of less obsessed with the fact that it's a fake hand. Okay? Right. Now your brain will begin to adopt this hand as your actual right hand. Oh, so gosh. they trick it really quickly by the hand that's hidden and the hand, the fake hand. Um, somebody is over with this little paintbrush on your actual hand that you can't see. And they're like touching each finger at the same time as someone is also doing that to the fake hand. Uh -huh. Okay. So the fake hands pinky's being touched and you're feeling that right. Because your pinky's also being touched. Okay. Right. This takes seconds and now your brain adopts this fake hand as your hand. And so without knowing it's coming, they take a hammer out and smash the fake hand. 
<laughs> and the reaction of people is so funny, Jay. Like, people jump a mile. People say, ow. Like, your brain quickly adopts that as its actual hand. Right. Okay? Right. So just to show you again, and that's a fun one. And then there's this one I think a lot of people have probably seen before, but there's an audio clip running and it's, you see an image of a woman go like making the, the mouth to say the word ba. And when you hear the sound, you hear ba. Okay. And then they show, yeah, they show the same woman making this, the mouth movement for fa and they're playing the sound and you think it's fa, but it's the same audio both times. It's just because your eyes saw a mouth doing B and then your eyes saw a mouth doing F that you hear it differently. Wow. Yeah. So brain is tricked. The outer senses are easily tricked. So easily tricked. Now, here's the thing. If you're simply using your outer senses this whole time, you're going to like lie on the floor and be like, the world is an illusion. Oh my God, what has happened? Right. (laughs) My brain doesn't work. But if you're also using your inner senses, like you so clearly were when you were doing that test, especially that first one with the Zollner illusion, where your intuition was telling you I'm being tricked. Something's off. Now they're working together. Now this is a good idea because your outer senses are not meant to know if something feels right to you or not. That's not their job. That's why it's so easy to trick them. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's it's it's like the it's like the kind of the robotic part of you. It's you're it's just doing its job. It's not it's not processing anything. It's just taking the info in. Yeah, so you can't you cannot simply rely on your outer senses. Now, are those the ones that you can prove do certain things scientifically? Why, yeah. well, yes, they are. <laughs> but they are not the be all end all. Now, to the same token, if you go watch a magician, I'm trying to think of a magician. All I can think of is David Copperfield. It was, like really shows my age that that's the magician that comes. To me. I'm sure there are cooler, hipper, newer magicians that I. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's even Netflix shows with them. Yes, if you go and you watch one of those shows, by the same token, your intuition is going to be like, you're being tricked. That that woman didn't actually disappear, and they didn't actually saw someone half. Oh my god! Right, your intuition's going to kick up that doesn't mean that you have to like spend the whole time with your arms crossed being like I'm too intuitive to believe your outer sense tricks like (laughs) use them where you need them like allow have fun with that know what you're looking at that kind of thing is is very different than intuition like that kind of magic is very different than the the magical ability to like pick up information with a set of senses that everybody has right that makes sense yeah, exactly. It makes a ton of sense. So point being, we need to take our outer senses and use them to pick up and alert us to information and then use our inner senses to decide what that means, what it means to us, what to do with it, what we need to do. Or we need to use our inner senses to tell us that we need something different and then use our outer senses to help us find it. If you can use that balance in your life, you're going to be crushing it. You're just going to be crushed. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this short break. So here's, here's the other, the other piece of this that I want to, I want to sort of bring in. Okay. Your outer senses are the only ones that you have been taught to use. You did not in school learn about your inner senses. You did not have 
any sort of training or class or, or element in your life where it was like, let's sit down and use how to use, learn how to use your inner senses. You right. have been taught how to use your outer senses. So you trust them more. That right. sense to me, I'm not trying to break anybody's brain. I'm simply saying you've been robbed again from that, that damn patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Of the ability to use a whole other skill set that you have, a whole other um, ability that you have to to go out into the world. So take that in and spend a little time with these clairs, learning how to use them. So you're you're not firing on less cylinders than what you have available. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that, and if we can start to learn how to use them, and then other people start to learn how to use them, then we can start using them together. Like it's it's hard trying to go into school or into a job or into, you know, a social situation and, and start talking about using your intuition. And, and if, if other people don't know how to use their own, then they yeah. don't know how to trust you using yours. Exactly. So right? I, 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 I have many, this is going to sound, I just thought, like sounded like Ron Burgundy in my head when I was about to say this. Like I have many leather bound books. Um, I have clients in many different professions. That right. I, see. <laughs> I have clients that are doctors, that are teachers, um, that are lawyers, are in professions that you may not associate with using your clairs. You may not associate with using your inner senses. And like we said before in, in episode three, like they, there's such a stigma attached that they can't outwardly do them. But I can tell you, that a lot of people come to me in those fields for help understanding that those gifts so that they can use them in balance with their outer senses in the world and in their profession. Right. So can I tell you a quick story about a doctor client that I have? Yeah. Okay. So I have this client who's a, a really awesome doctor. They practice like, um, they do like general what do you call it? Like a general practice. Yeah. Like whatever going on. So one of the main skills that they need to have is being able to diagnose somebody. Okay. So what this doctor came to me to learn more about is what the process was like, what was happening when they were getting information in before they did any of their doctor checklist kind of questions to Uh, diagnose somebody. Okay. So I spent a not a lot of time because they were already doing it, but I spent some time just explaining to them what was happening. And what they said to me was, this is how the majority of doctors actually work. So I want to tell you what you talked about. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) this doctor would have patients come in and the first thing he would do before he entered the room was read the chart. Now there's information on the chart. Like before you see your doctor, your doctor already knows yeah, you see the nurse, you've talked to them, you probably told the receptionist, your doctor already knows your reason for being there, let's say. Okay. So when they walk into the room, what they're doing is trying to get more information on what they think is actually going on and give you some kind of diagnosis, right? Right. Right. So what this doctor was saying he did was he would walk into the room and he would just based on looking at the person, just by knowing what he saw in the chart, he would start to make a diagnosis. And then he would use the questions to prove or finite the theory, that's the word he came up with, that he got as he entered the room, okay? Now, 
I wish that I could, I would never ever share a recording from a session, but I wish you could hear the way he described how blown away and like weirded out and how his life was shaken up by the fact that a theory popped into his head as he walked into a room. <laughs> I bet. Something normal for us people who are very comfortable with intuition. We have quote unquote theories pop into our heads every second of the day, I feel like. So, but for somebody whose career is so based in logic, it, yes. it was a very difficult kind of earth shattering experience for this I person. Bet. Yeah. So all I did was explain how he was using his two main clairs as he opened the door and walked into the room to pick up information and then using his outer senses and his ego and his, uh, his logical mind to confirm and get more information on that theory. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Well, you can probably tell by the way I told you, he said he, as he walked in the room, he just knew information. So Claire cognizance was his main thing. Right. As he would, he would, he had a chart in front of him that he would write on. He said, I'd like to have that, that in front of me to take notes on because as I was, I was listening, words would come into my head and I would write them down. Wow. Yeah. So this is Claire audience. Right. Okay. So what he informed me is that this is very, very common in, in, I don't know if doctors have like lounge rooms, like I'm picturing a teacher's lounge, but for doctors, like in their practice, <laughs> they right. eat their lunch. lunch right. Yeah. So wherever they're convening together, they talk about this process of how they already know before talking to somebody and then they use the the sort of quote unquote interview with the patient to prove the theory they already have this is like accepted chatter in these rooms right okay. but they won't call it intuition exactly until there's somebody like this doctor who it was becoming so powerful for him that he didn't know what to do with it and he was surprising himself by being right all the time okay now again it's not right or wrong but his intuition was leading him to what the real root cause of what was going on was and he's using his outer senses to figure that out does that make sense yeah and give the let's give the guy some like serious credit for going against what like eight years of schooling where you're taught to like memorize facts and statistics and use tests and diagnostic tools and he's he, his intuition fought against all of that mm -hmm. to open itself up for him. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's amazing. It takes a, in my opinion, it takes a really special person to, to be able to vocalize that to anybody when you're in a field that would really yeah. ridicule you for, for admitting that. Yeah. I think that that was a really brave, brave move. Yeah. And I would also like to say that I, well, let me, let me admit that I don't actually go to the doctor very often as a lot of intuitive people can probably relate. That's not usually a great experience for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's another episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but when I do go, I am paying very close attention to see if the doctor is using intu intuition or just plain logic. Like if I'm being put in a box, if things are expected based on a few symptoms, there's no further questions. I don't want to be there with that person because this person is not intuiting or reading any part of me. They're just looking at a book. Right. And let me translate that for people who are new to this and don't necessarily know how to like 
in the spur of a moment out in public use your intuition like that, that translates as your hackles immediately rising. That's what used to happen to me with doctors is that I would be in an appointment and I would be instantly like, I want to leave. Like, yeah. like I, I'm done here. And it wasn't until later that I realized that that doctor was doing that, was just checking off boxes, going through a list, and then trying to get me out of there. And it, and I intuitively knew that without it, like, really processing through my brain. I just knew that it was not working. And that's a perfect description, like, your hackles going up. Like, your intuition gives you almost this, like, physical response of, like, get the hell out of here. This is not right. the place right. for you. Yes. So that happening, I'm always looking for that. And of course, I'm a very curious human. I'm always trying to see which Claire is the doctor's strongest so that I can express my symptoms or what I have going on in that way for them so that they can pick up the information better. You may not go that far, but see if you can pick it up. See if you can notice, you know, like see if that if that doctor is actually listening and processing what you're saying in the present moment as opposed right. to coming in sort of already thinking what's what's going on with you. Yes. Okay. Another example of this on the same along the same lines as kind of diagnosing that I, I work with a lot of people is people who are therapists, people who are in that profession where their job is to maybe make a, a diagnosis in like listening to just someone talk about, you know, the issues that they have or the struggles they're facing, um, listening and using intuition to figure out how to help them. Yep. I I can't even tell you like I feel like I know 50 therapists who study intuition so they can harness that gift better. And that's a field that already has a ridiculous stigma on it. Again, it's so intuitive. It's all about emotion. How could it not be intuitive? And yet we're trying to box it into this society that wants it to be regulated. And I mean, not that it shouldn't be regulated, but have it be like so pragmatic and, and lined up and it doesn't work. That's not how emotions work. Exactly. So there's so many brave therapists who kind of, I feel like you're seeing a wave of them kind of come out, come out a bit, out a bit, out a bit. You shouldn't have to be brave to use your intuition or to admit to using it. Like, that's just ridiculous, right? Like, let's just allow it. So another, another industry that very much intuits what to do and how to help and then uses outer senses to do that in the best way and to pick up additional clues. That's how it should work. Right. And then right. another example that I, I work with a lot of people is teachers. Okay. So teachers already have way too many jobs. You Teachers need as many cylinders firing and life hacks as possible. In my opinion. They do. Oh my God. So if you if you are speaking to a kid or a student and they're they're struggling with something or they're having trouble learning something, most teachers I know, at least the ones that I work with, come to learn how to better intuit how to help the kid solve the problem or what the actual issue might be. Very common amongst teachers. Very common. I love that. Again, I love that you can't be open about it. Exactly. You're not going to sit at parent teacher conference and be like, so. My clairvoyance gave me the image that this is the case. Like, you're not going to say that, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Maybe to me or to you, but you're not going to say that otherwise. Um, and then lastly, I just want to give quick examples of using both inner and outer senses with you and I, Jay, and what we do for work, because we yeah. use both. 
I, you know, I'm not an intuitive person who's not paying attention to outer cues that you're giving me. I'm, I'm noticing your body language when I'm talking to you and I'm noticing, um, I'm noticing what your eyes are doing and where you're looking and I'm noticing what you're, what you're doing when I say certain things, like I'm picking up, I already told you how to look for clues and language as to which Claire's are. Those are outer sense clues. Right. So it isn't just about using one or the other. You know, for me, I use my intuition and then I, I use my outer senses to help somebody else be on the same page and, and see what I'm seeing. Right. Like mm-hmm. bring people along, like do the journey with you. And then maybe to confirm certain details, it isn't simply inner senses or, or simply outer senses. How about you? How would you describe, especially with something like Reiki, um, how you kind of use both inner and outer? So I first use outer senses just to observe someone and like you said, their body language, how they're um, how they're physically taking up space when we first meet. Um, And then I'm also using my clairs for that as well. But then once they get on the table, I use my physical senses to watch their body and I can often see where energy needs to be moved physically like lots of times clients will they'll have sort of like fluttering eyes even though their eyes are closed their eyes will be fluttering or they'll have um I can see like sort of their pulse in their neck like if they're anxious or their ego's trying to act up or they can't calm down or maybe they have a leg that's twitching a little bit so using their physical body and my physical eyes I can know where to send energy to help them relax maybe a little bit more efficiently during a session. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it isn't about us saying like, learn about your clairs and don't let the patriarchy win. Stop using your outer senses. Right. (laughs) Nobody's saying. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also not that your, your clairs, your inner senses are, super magical and the only thing you should use and you should only use it for you know talking to dead grandma like that's not what we're talking about it's (laughs) use them in your everyday life to make your life better use them magically if you want to absolutely you go and do that but it can be applied into every area of your life and finding that balance the balance that's right for you because it's different for everybody right like Finding that balance for your life is only going to benefit you. Right. I mean, we need balance everywhere, physically, energetically, emotionally. And then with our senses, we can balance those two senses, two sets of senses, um, and literally affect every facet of our life. Yes, literally. Really, there there is not a place that it wouldn't benefit you. So even if you think intuition is hooey, just try using your inner senses for a couple of days skeptically if you want to and then tell me it didn't help you because you won't be able to (laughs) I think just hearing this podcast and hearing the the examples we've given about how people speak in the like in the other episodes you know I feel you do you do you hear what I'm saying I see what you mean like just knowing that now I think will change the way a lot of people approach interpersonal relationships. I agree. It's such a valuable tool set to know for yourself and to be able to pick up for other people. It's it's a shame it's not used more. And right. our whole point is to hope that you, you do use it and you find that balance like we were talking about. And right. maybe you start trusting the patriarchy more. <laughs> yeah, certainly look into the patriarchy. Let us know if you have questions about that. 
Yeah, exactly. All right. Awesome. Anything else you want to add about, about the cool Claire's? No, I think we let everyone listen and digest and then hit us up with any questions they have. Exactly. So you can find um, any of the stuff that we referenced in our show notes um, through any of the episodes at embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. And you can also send us feedback. We love hearing from you um, what you think or questions or additional information, uh, corrections. If you have any, we are welcome to any of that stuff. Please feel free to send that in and let us know what you think your, your strongest two clairs are too. We'd love to know. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. All right. I think we covered it, Jay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.